I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is The 10 News, where we get the lowdown on what's up in the world. It's Tuesday, July 20th. The Summer Olympics are just a few days away, so let's dive, hurdle, run, and backflip into our episode all about these great games. On July 23rd, amazing athletes from around the globe will gather in Tokyo, Japan to go for gold. The Olympics were actually postponed from last year. It's the first time in history they've been postponed. But the games this year are not without controversy. Tokyo is under a state of emergency as another wave of coronavirus infections threatens the area. Spectators are not allowed at events, and some athletes have decided not to attend this year. But for those who are competing, it's been an extraordinary time to train during a global pandemic. And with the year off, the competition has been fiercer than ever. Here to tell us more about what it's been like is our correspondent, Ryan Nurse. Imagine waking up one morning, stumbling downstairs to have a bowl of cereal, looking out your window and seeing not one, but two Olympic gold medalists training in the backyard. Huh? That's exactly what happened to some kids in California this past year. Their grandfather, swimming legend Todd Speaker, had offered up his top-notch backyard pool for training. The two swimmers who took him up on his offer? None other than five-time Olympic gold medalist Katie Ledecky and Simone Manuel, the first African-American to ever win an individual gold medal in swimming. This gives you a sense of just how hard and how weird it has been training for these Olympic Games. The Tokyo Olympics, which will start on July 23rd, has already been postponed a whole year due to the pandemic. And because of a rise in infections, Japanese organizers recently decided to bar all fans from attending the events. Bummer. But for many athletes, not having fans is the least of their worries. Many athletes had to get extremely crafty to maintain their training schedules during lockdown. Jenny Fuchs, an Olympic boxing hopeful, said she and fellow boxer Michaela Meyer would meet their coach on the side of a mountain. One would do mitt training, while the other smashed rocks with a sledgehammer. Two-time gold medalist Lily King swam with turtles at a lake in southern Indiana. Four-time diving medalist David Budia used his kid's trampoline to imitate the bounce of a springboard. And wrestler Kyle Drake wrestled in his garage with his poor brother as his training partner. For some athletes, the pandemic has brought their athleticism to new heights. Ryan Krauser, who won the 2016 Olympic gold medal for shot put, expected to defend his title last summer. Instead, the Arkansas-based Krauser entered bass fishing tournaments to keep his competitive fires burning. He also created new ways to train while social distancing. He lifted weights in his garage. He hurled a medicine ball against a local bridge. He even built his own shot-putting ring out of two sheets of plywood and screws from Home Depot. In the end, this DIY approach to training apparently worked, because last month, the 28-year-old Krauser broke a world shot-putting record that was older than he is. Meanwhile, over 8,000 miles away, 
Ugandan distance runner Joshua Cheptegei found that the best training was just rest and relaxation. During lockdown, Cheptegei slept nine hours each night and spent time gardening and hanging out with his family. When the lockdown was lifted, he moved to a high-altitude training camp with his coach. The extra rest allowed him to train harder than ever before. And at his first major meet, he set a new world record. If you need some inspiration for your own post-pandemic fitness, I highly suggest watching the video of Cheptegei's relentless 5K world record. Or better yet, watch him, along with the rest of these amazing athletes, compete in the Olympics starting this week. And just remember, when they step up to the medal podium, that they, just like you, had to work extra hard this past year to get where they are today. Thanks, Ryan. As for me, I'll be cheering for my favorite athlete from McGouch. Swimming, gymnastics, rowing, basketball, these are just some of the sports played at the Summer Olympics. This year, though, fans will get to see some brand new stuff added to the competition. Our correspondent, Kenny Curtis, is here with everything you need to know about the newest Olympic sports. Everyone is talking about the Olympics. Even us. Right now, in fact. Since they happen every other year, this isn't totally unexpected, but the Olympics have been around for thousands of years. They started back in ancient Greece in 776 BCE, and then they were revived back in the late 1800s when people seemed to think that having countries get together for sporting events might be a fun idea. Today, these games include participants from more than 200 countries and are the world's largest, most prominent stage for athletes across the globe. Yes, the Olympics certainly have a rich and complex history, but one of the best things about it is the way it continues to grow and evolve with the times, including offering new sports and competitions. This year's competition will include four sports that are brand new to the Olympic Games. Excellent! Let's take a closer look at the sports making their Olympic debut. First up, surfing. That's right, surfing will feature both a men's and women's competition. The surfers will have 30 minutes per heat to try to catch as many waves as possible and earn a high score. The top two scores from each surfer will be tallied together to determine their final ranking for the competition. A panel of judges will evaluate the waves on everything from degree of difficulty to the quality of tricks performed. Now, the big news going into the games is that the American surfer Kelly Slater will not compete in the men's group after failing to qualify. On the woman's side, American Carissa Moore is projected to be the competitor to beat. I'm totally stoked to the max about it. Next up, sport climbing. Now, climbing is quickly becoming a popular American pastime as more and more climbing gyms are opening up across the country. Olympic sports climbing will feature three disciplines. Speed climbing, lead climbing, and bouldering. Okay. Now, speed climbing is pretty self-explanatory. The two climbers will race to the top of a 15-meter wall. Simple enough. Bouldering is more complicated. Athletes are given four minutes to scale a four-and-a-half-meter wall filled with overhangs and difficult holds. Safety harnesses are not used, and competitors are not allowed to practice beforehand. What? Lead climbing is a race up a 15-meter wall with a six-minute time frame. 
Luckily, this one involves harnesses and safety ropes. There will be 20 men and 20 women competing in the sport climbing events from 19 different countries, including Japan, Australia, South Korea, Kazakhstan, and the USA. Another sport that will make its Olympic debut is skateboarding. It'll feature park and street events. The park events are similar to the Skateboarding World Championships and will have half pipes and bowl surfaces perfect for getting lots of air. The street events take place on a course designed to look like a typical city street and include stairs, curbs, benches, and handrails. Nice. Scoring is based on the difficulty of the runs and the quality of the tricks performed. Keep a lookout for British superstar Sky Brown. Brown is only 12 years old, but she's said to be one of the fiercest competitors out there. You go, girl. Last but not least, karate. Now, you may have thought this was already an Olympic sport. Or maybe that was just me. But that's actually not the case. Judo and Taekwondo have been around the Olympics for a while now. But this is the first time we will see a separate karate competition. And this sport will be divided up into two events, Kumite and Kara. Kumite is a combat or fighting style of karate. Two Olympians will compete head-to-head to see who can get the most strikes and points. The first athlete to eight points wins the match. <gasps> Kara is a performance-based competition that involves completing technical karate moves. Athletes will be scored on how well they execute each move. So, as you gear up to watch the Olympics this year, keep an eye out for some of these new sports to make their debut on the world's biggest stage. Years from now, you'll be able to say to your kids, I remember when they first introduced that one to the Olympics. We weren't allowed to use hover packs back then. Whatever. Sure, the women's soccer team and the men's basketball team will be fun to watch, but be sure to check out these new events if you can. They're not just hobbies or activities anymore. They are now bona fide Olympic sports. Go team! Thanks, Kenny. Tenors, we'll be coming at you with Olympic coverage all summer. So check back with us for more on these great games. All right, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Today, Olympians can go for gold in surfing and rock climbing events, but throughout history, there have been some other interesting Olympic events that didn't quite last. Which wacky sport was once in the Olympics? Was it A, air ballooning, B, tug of war, or C, croquet? Did you guess it? The answer is A, B, and C, all of them. Each of these events made their debut at the 1900 Paris Olympics, but none of them lasted very long. (laughs) In ballooning, pilots were judged on how far they traveled, their time in the air, and for nailing their landing. Ballooning was eventually removed from the roster because there are no longer motorized sporting events. And tug-of-war wasn't just for the backyard. The winner of this Olympic event was the team that pulled the other at least six feet. And finally, croquet may look like a sport played at a fancy picnic, but it had its time to shine at the Olympics too. It's also the first Olympic event that women competed in. Problem was, only French teams signed up 
and only one spectator purchased a ticket to watch. Sacre bleu! So while you won't see these sports in Tokyo, it will be fun to enjoy the new ones. I bet they'll be around for quite a bit longer than these three. Time's up! But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. You can go deeper into today's stories by visiting the10news.com. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is getting ready to cheer on the athletes and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, and Pete Musto. Ryan Nurse and Kenny Curtis contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. I bet way more spectators would buy tickets to see giant goldfish compete in tug of war. No, just me. Okay.